0: Hey, everybody, it's Aaliyah J. Diggs here, and I am so excited to share that I am starting my own consulting business as well as this podcast. Yes, so excited because this podcast is your one-stop shop for all things professional and personal, all right? This podcast is about navigating multiple identities as well as navigating personal, academic, professional environments, all those things, also about practicing authenticity and holistic wellness, as well as we'll get into um, application processes, filling in gaps in higher education, and just overall things to help us be better people as well as better professionals. All right, are you ready to get started? Because I'm so excited to chat with y'all today. All right, so today's topic is just a reflection on my time since I resigned from working in residence life Um, and it has been amazing. (laughs) Oh, I needed this break wholeheartedly. And I'm one of those people where I have to like think things through really deeply. Um, and I love reflecting. I love thinking back on things because sometimes when you're in the situation, it's hard for you to, to understand and to see why. Um, and for me, having this time off and being able to reflect and and create and curate my own narrative is very important to me. Um I definitely think about how I am resting. And I didn't realize that resting was an act of of resistance, an act of self-preservation, of act of survival. A act of self-care, you know? And so I will say I am at a restful moment in my life, which I never thought that I would be in. Um, I never even thought about resting as any of those things prior to this. And so I, I love how I feel. I love the fact that I don't live by a calendar anymore and the fact that I can focus on one thing at a time and not have my brain scattered everywhere and being forgetful and all those things, things that I was never before. I was never a forgetful person. And so I'm trying to rebuild my memory again um, and just be very intentional about the things that I participate in, as well as be intentional about the things that I do and the things that I care about, for sure. I think... um, also leaving a, a job that you that I was at for four years of my life, especially being there through the pandemic. I think I relied a lot on that job to give me things. I, I relied on them to be loyal to me. And I forgot that no matter what, this is still a business, <laughs> you know? And it owes no loyalty, but to sustain that business. And so I'm learning to not take things as personal anymore or not to think that everything's a direct jab. Like there are moments where you, of course, if I feel like I'm being disrespected, I'm going to address it, of course, but also like everything isn't about me. Everything wasn't intentional intentionally to harm me or to hurt me. Um, But also at the same time, people are going to be people and They're not always going to show up for you in the ways that you hope and expect them to. Um, We also have to know that everybody's at their own personal development and professional development. And so the things that you may be proficient in and care about things are some of the things that other people may not even care about. So you're learning to navigate this world with a set of very different personalities, different Uh, values just a lot of differences that we don't always talk about yes we talk about like multiple identities and all those things that's just to me one layer of it all because we're we're whole human beings with whole experiences and lived experiences and whole situations different ways of thinking different backgrounds upbringings ways of doing things like it's a whole array of different aspects and different factors that play into how somebody shows up and also in how you perceive another person too right and so i think that for me it's been it's been really important for me to realize that just because somebody has a title or has a role that doesn't mean that they are at the same that doesn't mean they have a high level of um self control that doesn't mean they have a high level of Um, of tact, it doesn't mean that they have a high level of, um, you know, caring about other people and how they approach conversations. So like all of those things, you just have to know that everybody's self-awareness is at a different level, right? And um, I think that was one of the most important lessons that I learned working um, at that institution Um, Especially since I got to see so many changes, like at least 40 people left the department during my time, whether they were in grad school, whether um, director role, director level, like all the different levels. And it, it really got, you really get to see that you don't, you don't own anybody. We are all here at this specific point in time to achieve a specific goal. And then once that goal is met, we all go on to do our own things. And I think that's the important part of being an entry-level professional as well. People don't talk about that. When you are at entry level in student affairs and residential education, that is is exactly what it means. It means entry. You're stepping into. That doesn't mean you're going to be here forever. (laughs) And so... And even when you move up, and then there's people in the mid level, and then senior level, all those things, um, everybody has their own career goals and trajectories and and aspirations and things that they want to do. So again, we don't own anybody. We don't. You, please do not go to a job for a specific person because once you get there, folks leave. <laughs> so make sure whatever job you you go into, make sure that you go into that job for you and for the potential benefits that it can bring to your life and to your professional life. Because if you just go to a job because you like your interviewer, let that be a small part of it. Don't let that be the whole reason you go somewhere, please. (laughs) Not that I personally did that because I didn't, Um, but I, I can see how, oh, I know a lot of people did that and how this, this, like, they were just disheartened by how, the person who interviewed them is no longer there or all those things so yeah a lot of just reflecting and just trying to really live true to my own values which are uh, commitment following through with things as well as you know how do i say this more so of um just gotta stay true to me <laughs> like i just gotta stay true to myself <laughs> And and all that that means, even if I feel like I have to move in a way that I wouldn't prefer to, um, I still have to do that movement in a way that's authentic and true to who I am. And so, yeah, so, refl- yeah, it's been a lot of reflecting, a lot of it. Um, another part for me that I've been reflecting on is that the fact that I get to take a break and pursue my own entrepreneurial goals and dreams. That's a privilege. And I am one of those people who I have multiple non-dominant identities. And so this is one privilege that I am like able to claim as my own. Um, And any of my sociologists and anthropologists out there, um, you will know the ascribed status and like the achieved status, all that type of language. But I'm at my achieved status right now where like I worked hard, really, really hard to get to where I'm at. And now the fact that I'm able, um, I worked hard, got my accolades or whatever, I am now able to take a break. You know, how many you, there are so many people out in the world outside of just higher ed, but just everywhere who wish they could take a break. And I am so grateful that I get the opportunity to do so and even help inspire other people that rest is important. Please don't allow nobody to tell you you have to be up at five in the morning every day, whatever. Do you, do what works for you, but you have to give your time, your body time to rest. Because you only get one body. <laughs> and whatever you want to do and whatever is meant for you, it will be there when you wake up. <laughs> so please rest, please rest, please rest. And... um. And just, just be grateful for all that you have. Be grateful for all that you've accomplished because you know things could have went differently and they didn't. So I just wanted to say that because I am in good spirits right now. And I think for me, just to give you all a little background of like pretty much who I am, where I'm going, all those things. I think that it's important for me It was very very important for me to take a break because I never knew that that was an option until I saw two other people do it and they were at different levels. One was my peer entry level and another one was a director. And I just saw, and then I met another lady who was a, a VP who took her break and just left the job. So it was all around me. It was something that I was feeling, but I couldn't articulate and I didn't know that I had that option because I am first gen. First generation college student, professional, and I was just doing what I was. I, I was just doing what I was supposed to do, <laughs> um, doing what I was told and what I was taught, and making sure that everyone who invested in me, whether it was in time or money, I wanted to make sure that they had a return of investment on investment. Like I really wanted, I, I really wanted that um, because I know that I came from an impoverished background. Yes, I was great at my school. Yes, I was motivated. Yes, I had all these things. But at the end of the day, I wouldn't have gotten this far without people supporting me. And I never want to forget that. That is why there's certain things that are so true to my work because I never want to forget. Like the more I climb, I don't want to forget the people who helped me get there. Like there's no way. Um, And because again, that makes me feel like I'm not being authentic to myself (laughs) like I have to 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 really um shed light and be grateful and give excuse me and give thanks to those who helped me along the way um and so I think that because of wanting to fulfill my obligation or to feel like they got a return of investment I have been moving nonstop for over a decade at this point like Even my senior year of high school, all of my friends were going out, having a good time. Every day after school, I was applying for scholarships. (laughs) I knew that I wanted to go to Spelman. I knew that it was very expensive. And I had people around me who was like, oh, you can't afford it. You're low income. You can't do this, whatever. And even if they said it in a nice way or they were trying to be helpful or say, oh, have you looked at some more um, other options that are closer to home? That may not cost as much. Like, they'll say things like that. And I knew I had a goal in mind. And with that goal, um, I just worked hard to apply for scholarships. And by the time that um, I went on to Spelman, I had over $25,000 in local scholarships alone. This does not include any other funds. Um, This is just what I was able to, to do just in my time. (laughs) And so, um, and then there were some UNCF uh, scholarships as well. I want to be honest about that. But it was just like my hard work. Like I was not playing because I had a goal. And I'm one of those people, you know how people say you prove other people wrong. I I don't care about that. (laughs) Like that is not my motto. My motto is to prove myself right. Because I had a, I have, and I had a certain belief in myself. And I was just waiting for other people to see it. Cause I already know, I already knew, especially at that age. I knew I'm like, I'm going to college. I'm going to Spellman. Like I'm going to do it. And I think because I had so much belief in myself and I kept saying, I am, I am, I didn't realize that I was manifesting that experience. And is one of the best decisions i ever made and it's so funny that i'm saying that because i think also taking a break from everything was one of the other best decisions that i made especially within the last couple years this has been i'm i'm just so grateful because um as a first gen again you try to create new paths you try to be a role model for everybody you are you have limited guidance because the people who helped get you here. Sometimes they leave after your your, uh, first year or your first semester in college. And then your family and your friends and your community, all the time, they don't know how to help you because they never experienced it either. And then sometimes for you, you you don't know how to articulate your experience to everybody. So you just get frustrated and feel like nobody cares. At least that was my experience. And so it was just like, oh, stop, whatever, whatever. And so I just worked hard and did what I was supposed to do. Um, And now I'm here, you know? And I think just going back on the reflective part, I'm, it's funny because I don't feel like I'm in survival mode anymore. And that has been a trust transition because I feel like I lost some of my drive and my passion a little bit and I lost that discipline. Because when I was on survival mode, you know, I was, everything was the schedule. I had everything planned out. Like I was moving, I was motivated. I had a goal. Like I was racing to the finish line. Whereas now I'm like, I'm walking. But I am excited to now I get to control my pace. I get to control my pace. I'm so grateful. And then in addition to that, I am currently living the life that I work so hard for, you know, like I literally can do any, any and everything that I want. And there's a freedom in that. So when I go back to saying the achieved status, I achieved to something to the point where I could take a break off of work and not think about that and just focus on all the other things that I care about and all the other things that I want to do in life. And so those are the moments where I'm like, no, you're not writing this article and no, you're not doing that. No, you're not getting a paycheck every two weeks anymore, whatever. But I saved. (laughs) I saved for this moment. I saved for this moment. And uh, it's so rewarding. And I highly recommend everybody to take some time off to get themselves together. Because if you are not okay, how can you be okay at anybody else's job? Right? how can you be better for yourself when how can you be better for others if you're not better for yourself and so i think i'm at the point in my life where I, Well, i think at one point in life i was doing things doing things just for the accolades you know i was trying to prove something like i said earlier um there were things that were either expected of me um and it was like the logical or the traditional next step, um, but nothing about me is traditional, like I said before. And I'm in a space now where I am truly embracing that. I am truly going to live that out. I am truly, like, in love with that because by me being me, I get to show people that there's another way. Like, there's a falsehood of the linear path, and I'm actually writing something titled that or something similar because. A lot of times, especially for fresh gens, we, people always tell us, okay, you go to college and you get a job, then you, whatever, whatever. It is like a, a never-ending goal of achievements. And right now, I don't know about y'all, but I don't think I even celebrate my accomplishments much because I'm so used to, in the environments around me have forced me to keep looking at the next goal, the next thing, the next thing. And sometimes I'm like, you know what, let me just chill, chill right here because I used to ask for this moment. So let me, let me be grateful for this moment right now. Let me just relax and chill in this moment right now. And then I can get to the next step and then I can get to the next goal and then I can achieve the next goal. But in between each of those goals, I need to appreciate the fact that I accomplished those goals. Like there has been so many things that I've done that I don't even view as accomplishments, because to me that's what I was supposed to do. Because that's what I was taught. You're supposed to be great. You're supposed to, you know, work twice as hard. You're supposed to do that. You're a special woman. You're supposed to do that. But in actuality, I'm like, I am one of few people from my high school who went out of, who went to college, went to college out of state graduated from that same college out of state and went on to get a master's degree. This is long before I entered a job. I was one of the first ones to to travel abroad, to get scholarships to do that. Like the list goes on and I'm sitting here like, I did that. And now I'm telling you all, I am one of the first people in my family and just the people that I'm around to actually take a break. Because I don't want to just talk about holistic holistic wellness just for the sake of it. I want to live it. I'm practicing it. And I used to be really good at it. And then I got sidetracked. And then I'm coming back. But I also want you all to see the process of it. Because it's not linear. And it's not easy. But you have to make a conscious decision and choice every day that I'm going to do something for myself. And I lost track of that. But no longer, (laughs) I can never go back down that path again, right? And so, again, non-traditional. And I just feel like I am recovering from being a perfectionist and just perfectionism as a whole. I was trying to be everything to everyone. I was trying to be the go-to dependable person and all that stuff, but that wasn't reciprocated to me. Who... It was very few people pouring into me. Everyone thought, oh, Aaliyah got it. Aaliyah's competent, she'll figure it out. Yes, because I had to, but in my four years at my previous job, I had five supervisors. Five. And, And then they went off to do their own things and two of them were never supposed to be my supervisors because they were associate directors. And so it is really like, okay, do I pout about it or do I complain about it or do I just create my own path? And that's what I chose to do. Like there are certain things and people always think that, you know, I was a favorite at work or, you know, I didn't say much, but I'm like, that's that's the mis- that is the one of the biggest misconceptions. Believe me, I'm always gonna say something, but I'm mindful of what I say, how I say it and who I say it to. We can gossip all day and we can vent to each other all day. But if we just do it amongst each other all day, there's no change going to happen. Somebody has to take it to the person who can actually create that change and make that change. And so people who are above me can tell you, I've, I've always had tough conversations. I'm not a stranger to them. I don't like having them, but I feel like that's where a true growth happens. And so I'm at a point now where I, I just have to be authentically honest, (laughs) but while still caring and still, you know, still caring about other people's feelings and make sure that, actually let me rewind that. I can't make sure how someone takes it. I cannot, I used to care about that. I'm like, I want to make sure i say the right thing so they can take it exactly like this. That is impossible. I cannot control how someone else responds to whatever decision that that I either make or that I am enforcing because it was a decision made up top that's funneling down. I can't control how other folks respond, but what I can do is do my best and make decisions that are best for me. And then if I make a mistake or if I hurt someone's feelings to apologize for it and take that as a learning lesson and move forward. I At one point, I was worried about what is my legacy going to be, and if I leave my job, how's that going to taint my professional identity? I had all these thoughts, and I always write down pros and cons. I'm one of those people that I need to make a holistic decision, a well-informed decision. I can't just, like, I'm going to do this. No, everything is thought out, which is kind of that perfectionism part, but for me it has to make sense. That's the logical side of my brain. The analytical part of my brain is it has to make sense for me and what I need and what I say I want, right? And so I was worried about, oh, my legacy, my legacy, but I'm like, I'm no longer worried about my legacy or my impact because I know I had impact before this job and I know that I have impact after this job. Again, this is just one chapter of my life. It's not my entire life and I already came to that institution with the wealth of knowledge as well. And I think as first gens as well, I'm writing about this too, is that we are not blank canvases. We come with the wealth of knowledge and no, we may not have the academic language for it, but you know what it is when you hear it. We've been leaders, we've been resourceful. We've been making a way out of no way. We've been diversifying ourselves. We've been speaking, going back to our high schools and speaking and talking to other people who come from similar backgrounds. Like we've been doing these these things, you know? And so I just think that my, again, my impact goes beyond a job or this any job, it goes beyond a job. I had impact on my community, on my family, I have impact on social media platforms, like everywhere. Like, And for me, I've never really been into titles, especially within the last three years. At first, I'm like, oh, I want to be VP, whatever, because I thought that that's where I could make the most change. But as I've been reflecting, I feel like being an entry level, to me, is where the, the impact truly is, because I'm still so close to the student experience. And that's what I loved at one point. And for me, I had opportunities to move up, but I didn't want those opportunities because I never really been, let me stop saying never, I've been trying to work on not using absolute language. Um, yes, at at one point, it looked great for my resume. Oh, I get to do this and that. But I'm like, what would I truly gain from that experience? And I know there are people who have um, jobs or positions that are mid-level and above, but I've seen people with those jobs who don't know what they're doing. (laughs) And I'm like, if they have that title and they don't know what they're doing, when I'm ready for that title, I know I can get it. And another thing with me is that I personally have to feel ready before I make a decision. Other people can see it in me. Other people can want it for me, but I have to want it. And there's moments where I'm like, I don't want that position because yes, when you, you know, get a a higher ranking position, it comes with more responsibility and more pay. But sometimes to me, the responsibility isn't worth it. Yes, the paycheck is nice, but that responsibility is too great for me. And I don't have the capacity right now. (laughs) And again, there's people with high level positions who don't know what they're doing they ask questions they need people under them to help support and help to accomplish a vision and a goal and i'm like let me just stay here right now let me finish accomplishing all the things that i want to do at this level and then i will consider moving up but until i feel like i've you know weighed out all my options and accomplished everything that i wanted i'm staying put yes resume builder would have been great yes yes but Again, I'm not doing it for the accolades. I'm doing it because I truly care about the work that I'm doing. I care about my peers. I care about people. I care about developing people. And at that point, I cared about the student interaction. And again, in my next phase of my life, will I still want student interaction? Probably not. Or maybe, it just depends. So, <laughs> um I really think that, um, you know, there's just power and being able to to know that you do have impact beyond a position um, that, you know, people call and ask me how I do things, ask me for advice, all those things, especially from where I come from. The people who know my background, they're like, oh, how did you do it? And I will always say just belief in self. That's how I did it. And there were moments where people didn't believe me in me. But again, okay, I believe in myself. <laughs> like, <I laughs> And to some people that may sound arrogant and I feel like people always um, want to say those things and share those things when they don't understand the person. Just because somebody appears arrogant to you, um, you have to stop and think back like, oh, wait, why am I receiving this person in that way? Because they may be reflecting something in you that you don't have that you wish you may have had or you may have, you know, you. it depends. But somebody's arrogant, like just because somebody is confident in themselves, that does not make them arrogant. there is very different. And I think uh, sometimes in, in residential education or student affairs, we need to um, know that everything is not a competition. And when someone shares their accomplishments, it's not an arrogance is 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 something that like hey i'm encouraging you and i hope to inspire you to do something as well right and also think about your department and the culture that they're creating to see like if you can even share your accomplishments there are some places where you don't even want to share because you know how you're going to be perceived there's other places where you can share and it's celebrated so those are some things to like look out for also i think um I just in a space now where I just want to be me. I know I talked about authenticity and showing up and all that stuff a lot right now. Um, but me, how I see myself, is a seeker of freedom, a seeker of knowledge, a learner, a student, a researcher, an adventurer adventurer. <laughs> oh, a wanderer. I love running around trying to figure things out. Um, a creative an intuitive, a healer, and so much more, you know? And I think sometimes we forget that. Like, again, we're whole people. We're whole people. We're whole people. We're whole people. And oh, the other thing I was going to say earlier that I slightly forgot that I wanted to come back to is that, you know, sometimes when you are at a job, you meet that person. Well, you meet that person at that time, right? And because of how you met them, That's the only way you see them. And I don't always think that that's fair because again, people have lives before and after. So just because you saw me as one way, that's not all that I am. That's not all that you are. And so I've been doing a great job or I've been really trying, I have been trying to do and give people grace. Like maybe I don't like them at that job, but maybe that's how they had to show up in order to survive. Or maybe they really didn't like that decision, but they had to in order to keep their job or to cover up their own butts, you know? So again, a lot of perspective. And I'm so excited because y'all, I'm going back to school for organizational leadership. And these are the things that I, I'm excited about. These are the things that I want to learn. Of how do you run an organization and what does leadership look like? And I know student affairs is very different. We claim that we care about people and the personal, and if you live on campus, it's all of that. But do we truly care about people when they say they're not well? Or when they show signs of not being well? As a as you know, as a profession, when do we say, I really do care about you? And you need a break. I sincerely wish, wish somebody. Would have saw me at my worst points this past year and just said, "Sit down." I wish somebody had my back in that way. But again, it's a business, right? But the good part is, I had to tell myself that because let's be honest, if somebody were to tell me that, I don't know if I even would have listened. <laughs> I have to be honest, right? And so. Again, I I have to be fed up and I have to say, this is enough and create those boundaries and draw that line. And again, I don't regret it because I was able to save money. I was able to leave out how I wanted to. I was able to close out the year. Um, Overall, it was a really tough year. It was probably the worst year I've had as a professional, but I am here, you know, and I had great moments. I had great moments with my students. And, and I'm choosing to think of it in a positive way because I was stressed out 80, well, like 98% of the time? Then you ain't gonna stress me out now that I'm not in it. <laughs> like that, you get no more power. <laughs> and so with that, everybody keeps asking me, uh, what's next for you? And to be honest, I'm unsure. And it's weird that I'm saying that with the smile because traditionally or in my past, I would have freaked out about not having a plan. And my plan is that I have a plan, but I don't have to execute it right now. <laughs> like my plan is to not do anything and that's the plan. My plan is to move when I feel like it, that's the plan. So before I used to have A, B, C, D, E, F, G, now I that got A. Because I'm resting. I ain't taking time to give myself back. Like my skin is glowing, y'all. Like it has not looked this good in a very long time. And I get to invest in myself. So super duper excited about that. Again, people keep asking, what are you gonna do next? Uh, To be honest, I'm sure. But I know that I have many options and opportunities. And, and and the opportunities are just endless. Like I can really do whatever I want. And again, that is power. And in addition, that's privilege. And I am privileged to say that I created this life for myself. And then when I have my my children, I get to pass these, these important values down of rest, all these things. And so I'm just creating my own path, creating a way that works for me. And I hope that you learned something from today's conversation. Um, again, my story is mine. Yours may look different, but take what you need and discard the rest. Alrighty. Thank you all for listening. Stay tuned for future episodes. And we'll talk soon. Please follow me on Instagram at aliyahj.dex and reach out to me also on Twitter at Aaliyah J. or any other platform, feel free to reach out. I can't wait to talk to you all more and have future guests. But again, this is your one-stop shop for all things professional and personal. All righty. Bye, y'all.